and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. Today I had, oh my gosh, such a beautiful, beautiful, inspiring conversation with Miss Edna White. This is like just a wonderful talk and I really am so excited for you to listen to it. Edna has such these wonderful, easy to remember, very approachable ways of of wording things so that you, you can listen and you can go, oh yeah, I get that, you know? So we talked about going from what it means to be stuck and going from unstuck to stuck and what that takes and how she helps people do that. And we talked about the inner child, how we all have this inner child. And if it didn't have a chance to fully develop due to trauma or life events or whatever it is, and how we can communicate with and support our inner child in order for us to really be at our best in our lives. We talked about purpose and how to take care of yourself and to show up in life in a way that's most beneficial to you. How can we do that? I mean, this is just such a juicy conversation. I can't even summarize it. Just give a listen and enjoy. And you're probably going to want to listen to it twice, I think, because it's really, really juicy, good stuff. Hello, Edna. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we were talking a little bit just now, and you said something that really struck me. And so I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask you about that. Maybe we can start off talking about that. You said that you help people get unstuck. And so tell me more about that. Like when people are stuck, (laughs) are they stuck in their careers, stuck in their personal life or both? Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, most of my clients are those who are in the, I guess, the, the crossroads of career, Mm-hmm. And being that they're so used to or, or agreed to in their brain that I'm supposed to have a check and they start this small business on the side or a hustle kind of mentality on the side. And it never kind of gets off, you know, off and running, but they know it's a great idea and they just don't do it. So that's when I kind of come in because you're stuck between things with like that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. I dispel the fact that, Hey, you agreed, your mother told you that you need a paycheck. You need to work hard and have a paycheck. But that's why it's stopping you from working, you know, on your own business. That's why you're so, so much procrastination, don't want to do it because you're, you're scared. So that's that fear that's in you. That's, you label the fear because when you generally label fear, we don't know what it is. But when mm-hmm. we really narrow in and say, hey, I heard my mom say I need to make a check every month, every, you know, every day, every week. That's the way it's supposed to be. I heard my mom say, in order to, to make money, you have to struggle and work hard. I agree yes. to that. And that's what gets us stuck in those, those positions. The other clients that I kind of work with is those who are transitioning, when they've gotten in, done a great job in their career, right? Mm-hmm. And they have this long resume and they're now ready. Like, okay, I still want to be a purpose. I still want to have something to do. What do I do? So I work with them to find out what their purpose is because we all think that our purpose stays the same all the time, but it actually changes to whatever we're focused on. It never stays the same. So I work with those that are in those positions. And then I work with those who want to work in their career and want to build it up. But there's so many 
I guess, hoops or, or hurdles to kind of um, overcome. They could be racism and they don't know how to, you know, navigate through that. That mm-hmm. can be, they can be microaggressions that they're accepting and they're kind of squashed down. There could be even leadership issues mm-hmm. that really do not allow them to move forward and to m- take a position that they're worth anything. And that's what usually when you're dealing with career, you're basically dealing with not wor- being worthy, you know, not being worthy either you're doing it or someone on the outside of you is pressing that upon you. So that's what I do with a lot of my clients. And the final thing that I do is I work with employees, which that just bounced onto me. Mm-hmm. I work with employees with a um, hundred or more staff members and I am their internal coach. So I coach them. I also provide presentations to them on a, a monthly basis, but I actually coach each of their employees to emotional wellness and mental wellness so that they can produce mm-hmm. in the job that they want. Wow. So it's it's these various facets, but they're all, from what I'm hearing, they're all very connected. Yes, they're very um, connected. And that stuckness is something that I think really stands out because how many times do people say mm-hmm. to themselves or someone else, I'm stuck. <laughs> I feel stuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I love that you you use that language because I think people can really identify with that. That's what most people kind of like. They don't see anything else in my in my marketing or anything. They just see the word stuck. Hey, I'm stuck. I need to. What can I do to get out of this? Like, what can I do to move on? Like, I don't know what to do. And I, you know, I need this. And most of the time it's desperation that really puts them where they are. Mm-hmm. It really is. They don't see that they're desperate. They don't see that. It's a desperation. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you know, you know, like if you're stuck, you you, yeah. you read it and you go, oh, that's me. I'm stuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yes, so, absolutely. And you said that, um, that desperation is interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. But you said about not being worthy, not feeling worthy or yeah. not being valued, yeah. I guess, from within an organization or whatever. Sure. So where does that come from? And also in my mind, the way I translated what you were talking about, about like, oh, my mother said, or my family, right? My entire family culture mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, you have to work hard and struggle in order yeah. to earn a living. Yeah. That is a very, mm-hmm. very common belief that oh, people yeah. have. Gosh, that's mm-hmm. a tough one. And but it's so common. But it's really a belief that we've been taught. It's mm-hmm. right. Like it's not necessarily a fact. It's just something no. that we've learned. So we can change yeah. that. And I think of it as like a story, like a story that we tell ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. That's very, very powerful. It's, replay. it's on it's it's really an unconscious replay. You don't even you don't have to say it anymore. You heard it yeah. It's in your mind and it's replaying on every facet of your life. So relationships, uh-huh. I mean, you know, love affairs, whatever it is, work, mm-hmm. money, you know, even spiritualism, it plays without you having to do anything. Right. And it just keeps playing. So until you know that it's playing uh-huh. and you say, hey, it is playing, I left it on play for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's on play. I need to cut this off. So until you realize I have to turn that off, how do I turn it off? Now that it's like a um, lawnmower, perfect example. You start, you do a lawnmower, you lawn, mow your lawn in a circular motion. Guess what? You can never do it straight again because the way it grows, 
is because you treated it that way. So what you heard is making a groove in your in your in your mind and making its own pattern. So even though you want right. to turn it off, it just keeps going. Mm. So how do you redo that? How do you make that? Now you have to take that lawnmower and go straight up and down. You got to get a new lawnmower. You got to get a, a new fangled one, not the old one. Not, you know, not that old. You got to get a new one. And you got to move it in a different direction so it works for you. And it looks still looks beautiful, but it doesn't play the old tape. Right. Wow. I love that analogy is so helpful. It's like a, yeah. it's like an annoying movie that's going on in the <laughs> background and you don't even know that it's it there. <laughs> you know it's there. And I, I, I remember when I realized my tape was on, I was working for um, Vogue, Vogue uh, Modeling. Okay. Now listen to what I'm, I'm working there. And mm-hmm. so I'm with a bunch of other people. And then a couple of producers kind of come in and one of them say to me, oh, you're really short. I was like, yeah, I am. But it's all right. You know, I didn't pay any really pay attention. But he said to me, I'm really short. Mm-hmm. And then the other one said, you know, short black women really don't make it in this industry. And I was like, so that kind of stuck with me. But did you hear the words I said? I'm working for Vogue. I right, right away that outside tape that played connected to what somebody already had told me and got right into what, what I was doing. And yeah. so what happened? I was sitting with a bunch of other models and they, and they was like, oh, you're really pretty without the makeup, blah, blah, blah. I hated makeup. And they were like, you're really pretty. And I was like, but I'm sure. And I repeated what this man had said. Yeah. Now he's gone, laughed or whatever. I repeated, but I'm sure. And I'm black. And he was like, that doesn't matter. And it didn't matter because I was working for them. It would be different if I wasn't. But you see how outside influence, if you're not good with yourself. Mm-hmm. Here I am. I'm around thin, skinny girls now. My my weight at that time was like 115. That's mm-hmm. unheard heard of. That was heavy. Right. Considering right. when I was me. That was really heavy, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You had to be 89 to 100 pounds. I was 115. Okay. Wow. And I was short. Yeah. So that was 5'5". Five, five. So that's even worse. But I, I didn't realize that I was amongst some beautiful people and I was okay with myself until I heard till that came. And then I agreed to the groove again and I got back into that. Oh, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're never going to make it. And that, that attached and I felt, and it it got me. And not till I realized that that, that connected to my tape and made me feel like that in that situation after I had made a great, you know, you know, it was a great feat in my life, you know, a yeah. great accomplishment. And I still, I agreed to the tape and I still didn't even realize it. So mm-hmm. that's what happens with a lot of us is we can put it, we don't have to activate the tape. Someone could say something to you and it's activated. It just flips right back on yeah. until you change the way you work things. Till you change it, you know, it can right. be dormant, but when somebody says something, it attaches and oh. Turns the tape right back on and starts again. Right. Wow. It really starts. (laughs) You know, I think this is such an important, I love, I I like the way you've packaged this. You know, it's very relatable (laughs) because I feel like I talk about this, but in a more circuitous, maybe confusing way, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this story that we basically inherited from a parent, from a culture in our family or a teacher or uh, some guy we dated. And then- we believe even it. Church, even the church. Mm, okay, yeah. 
So we, we, we internalize that and it's just playing, it's playing all the time and it's influencing our decisions, how we feel throughout the day. And it's, and if you're not conscious of it, it kind of can control you as opposed to you controlling it. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's a big problem. Like I'll just relate it to my field for a minute. I've created a program and we help women to be healthier and to lose weight and, Mm -hmm. you know, have better labs and live live a nice, long, healthy life. And so many, so many women come to us or just, you know, are attracted to us on, you know, the podcast or listening to the podcast or whatever with all of these internal stories about our physical bodies, kind of like the example Mm -hmm. that you gave where you, I was talking to a client today and she said, for some reason, she decided that she should weigh 150 pounds. That was just a number that she made up. It came out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, she, so whenever she's over that or, or, you know, 50, 60 pounds over that, she feels like a failure. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. for some people, they feel great at 180. And some people feel great at 115. You know, that is Mm -hmm. up to us to decide. But if you have that internal story that keeps replaying, oh, no, you're not good enough until you're 150 or until you reach this dress size or whatever it is, that is sabotaging your efforts to, even if you do try to lose weight in a healthy, you know, nice, friendly way, you could yeah. end up sabotaging yourself by being like, oh, well, Absolutely. it's, I, I lost 40 pounds. I weigh 160. Oh, well, that's not good enough. You know, right. so this is very, very relevant to what the work that we do. But like you said, it applies in every area of life. Every area. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's very true. We, we sabotage ourselves all the time. Um, and I always say we have to start from ground zero every time we sabotage ourselves. Because okay. we have to start at ground zero everywhere, everywhere in our lives. So if we if we say we have to we have to be one fifty, guess what? We're lying to ourselves. Start over. Mm. Spiritually, start over. You know, financially, start over. Because guess what we're doing? We're trying so hard in all those areas, in all those areas of our lives. We're applying this one fifty to every area. So we either over buying. Or, or something like that. So we're really, you know, trying to get ahead. Mm-hmm. So how do we start? Do we start with the awareness? Like, you know, how does anybody even find out that they have, sometimes people don't, like you, you said not being worthy. Mm-hmm. And also like I noted, I did a lot of internal work for myself. And eventually I realized that at the right. root, at the root of all of my problems, <laughs> All of my problems that I create myself is that I feel that I'm not enough, that I'm not good enough. And then, and then therefore I'm not worthy. And so then, you know, if something happens that I view as negative, then it's like, oh yeah, right. I was right. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. So Mm -hmm. I've identified Mm -hmm. that, but it took me a while. Is that what you do when you work with clients? You help them to kind of uncover this? I, I help them uncover it, but more so than that, um, we're adults now. So we're an adult child. So how do we fix that if it happened prior to that, right? We have to reparent ourselves. We would have to be the parent that we wanted to see from the start. Mm. So if your parent didn't say to you, you don't have to be 150 or you don't have to be 100 pounds, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. It can be just anything you want. You 
everything you can do it is possible. You just got to do it. If you didn't get that kind of parenting, if you didn't get that, you have to go back within yourself. And I learned this the hard way. I was working on my inner child at um, a retreat there was. I didn't even know there was an inner child thing going on. So I met my inner child at this retreat. And the adult, because I was feeling some type of way that I didn't protect the inner child, wanted to jump down the stairs and commit suicide, but the, the, and I was going through all of these things in my mind. Now I met the child and I had to decide, Hey, I gotta, I gotta change how I feel about them. But how do I, how do I feel about my little Edna? Because I'm getting mad because I didn't do anything about it. And I'm an adult now and I'm acting like a child. So now I got to go back and I got to talk to Edna, little Edna and say, Hey, it's going to be all right. I'm going to be to you what you didn't get. And I'm going to acknowledge some of the things that you didn't get as an adult and give it back to you as a child. Wow. So you have to really get to that place. It sounds a little woo, but let me tell you, it works. It works. It just totally works because your child is always going to act up. If you don't heal that little child, he is going. He or she is going to act up mm-hmm. in this the adult body, and let me tell you, it doesn't look good sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Doesn't look good. Yeah. I mean, that. Think of how many times you know. Uh, maybe I've acted <laughs> like a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm having a tantrum. Think of the temper tantrums we had, right? All the temper tantrums we had. Like, oh gosh, that didn't look good at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. So, yeah, we That's do funny. that. We do that. And, you know, um, I can remember my ex-husband. I was mad at my ex-husband, right? And I and he was at the gas station in this car. I was started to have a temper. I, 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 as soon as I did it, I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. It was like I was breaking things off his car, breaking his window. And then I was like, God, in my car, I was like, no. And everybody saw me. Mm. And it was like a little kid. You didn't pay attention to me. Didn't, and I was acting out. Yeah. And I realized it. But you want to realize it before you do something like that. You want to realize that before all of that happens. Yeah. You don't want to do it. Like, you know, in the in the mood of it, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Right. But it's always good to realize those things. Like to really realize, get to know you, yourself. That's number one. What do you want and who you are? Mm-hmm. I, not many people can answer those questions. Mm-hmm. Those two questions, who are you? They'll say, well, I'm a mom. I said, no, those are roles. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Not many people know. And what do you want? I always get, I've never been asked that question before. Yeah. Because you don't know. And those are great places to start. When you start journaling, it's to start to answer the questions, who am I and what do I want? Yeah. Wow. I love that. And the purpose too, you mentioned like, you know, per- life purpose and, and also, yeah. you know, finding your purpose for successful people who are, may want to start looking at yeah. that. Cause I think that's also a yeah. big question to ask is like, what's your purpose? And, and right. I, I really, really appreciate that you said that it changes. It does. That's so cool. It changes. It changes no matter what. I have I had a client that was at her job for 24 years and hated every minute of it. Every minute of mm-hmm. it. And I said, well, why did you stay there? Well, my mother told me mm-hmm. that if I get a government job, I'll be set for life. I said, 
Did she also tell you that recession happens? Things, you know, things get go up in price. So that might not even be effect 24 years from now. Mm -hmm. It might not be really set. And she goes, I never thought of that. Because we're not thinking. See, when we live outside of our purpose, we do things and we make mistakes and, and make decisions that are not right for us mm -hmm. when we're not in purpose. And when we're not in purpose, it's because we don't know who we are. Yeah. We just don't know. Yeah. So we're just making, oh, that comes on. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, we'll do that. And it, you can look back and say, oh my gosh, it was the worst thing I ever did. Yeah. I know that when I make a lot of mistakes and they're life-changing, mm -hmm. I know I'm not living in my purpose. I know it. I know. When I'm making decisions on my own, they're life-changing and they change everyone's lives around me for the worse. Mm -hmm. I know I have not made a decision and I haven't been in my purpose. Wow. I just know it. Yeah. Wow. I'm really feeling that. That's that powerful. Yeah. Very, very powerful. But it's also, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, it's also in, empowering because yeah. that means that if I yeah. could spend some time with myself thinking about who am I, you know, what's important to me, what are my values, what is my purpose, or, you know, just really yep. spend some time playing with those questions. And, and, and I think yeah. I know that I myself have been on this journey for years now and like you said, it changes, you know, one day I'll wake up and I'll be like, yeah, that's, 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 you know, really important to me. And then, and I'll like kind of yeah. add it to the list, you know, but, you right, know, I right. think it's a journey of understanding ourselves, but, yeah. but it's empowering because if you are on that journey, then you have mm -hmm. a compass, you have a tool now to say, when yeah. you're faced with a decision, should I do this thing that, Mm -hmm. that backdrop of, oh, this is who I am. This is what's important to me. Yeah. This is my purpose. Mm -hmm. Then, okay, well, is this thing that I'm contemplating aligned with me, who I am or not? And that, so it, right. it's, it's empowering right. because that's available to all of us. Anybody can do exactly. this. Exactly. Exactly. Anybody can do it. And you know, what's really great about this. We already have this inside. Mm. We already have a tool belt. We just haven't either unearthed it or used it. <laughs> so it's a little rusty. Mm -hmm. But if you get somebody like you or I to spark that, we'll we'll it'll start to work. You will know how to use a hammer. We'll know how to use um, you know, um, a cinch wrench. We'll know how to use those things. And that kind of sparks that when we're in our purpose. So we'll be able to use instead of the wrong tool, instead of using a Phillips screwdriver. For a um, a straight a straight you know one one singular mm -hmm. we'll use the Phillips mm -hmm. for the full mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so we won't be like spending time with the with the Phillips trying to figure it out you know <laughs> the flat the flat driver trying to figure it out when we could just grab the Phillips out with the four prongs yeah. and opens right yeah. up so we'll learn we'll learn how to use those we often look when we get lost in our purpose we often look on the outside mm -hmm. asking people. Who don't even know who they are who am right I? what am i designed to do yeah and we accept it we put it on like um uh, a backpack we put it on say yeah i'm, I'm this and you know, let me tell you i'll use myself someone told me i was an evangelist like yeah they that. told you what now i was an evangelist uh -huh. right they ordained me everything girl 
I first of all, I didn't know what the word meant. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am trying to do a job that I don't know the the job description, what it meant, what I had to do, how I had, had to act, did not know. So can you imagine living in your purpose, living, trying to live a purpose that you don't mm-hmm. know? And somebody else told you, you are totally screwed up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it brings about resentment, mm-hmm. gives us all this other stuff piled on top. Resentment, you know, you, you feel bad about not knowing. You feel all of these feelings and emotions that you don't necessarily had to go through, or you know. But when you're in your purpose and you ask yourself, hey, Edna, you know, this, this is how I talk to myself. Hey, Edna, get it together. You know, what do you, you can ask yourself those questions. Mm-hmm. What happens when we're not certain and we can't, we don't trust ourselves. You think we should trust anybody else we can't. If we can't trust number one, who's number one? Mm-hmm. Us. If we can't trust ourselves, why would we trust somebody else to say, oh yeah, you're this. Oh yeah, you're that. And then you live that way. I lived that way for 29 years. 29. So when the twin, the 30th year got here, I was miserable. Mm. I was like, I was ready to leave the country, <laughs> you know, change my name. <laughs> I didn't know what was going I wanted to get out. And then I got out. I was able to, it was like, it was like, I want to get out mm-hmm. of this. This is like a, an unending circle. Like of there's nothing producing mm. here. All I'm doing is getting old. There's nothing else. I'm not producing anything that's going to live on. So when I did that, I realized that this wasn't my calling. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something I needed to do. But when I read what an evangelist was and applied it to my life as to what I do now, I said, hey, I I am an evangelist, but my way, Mm -hmm. not the other people's way. Because maybe they were made for that. I'm not made to be on the pulpit. I'm made to, or on, 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 on you know, behind the podium. I'm made to be in everybody's faces and aggravate everybody. <laughs> that's my, that's my, that's my calling. Okay. <laughs> wow. And, you know, I think w- one thing that's so, so pivotal that you said is that we are looking for advice, for guidance. We are taking words to heart from people who may or may not, most likely do not know themselves. And that that is like, whoa. How do we do it? Like, and that's how resentments get built Mm -hmm. up. You know, it's like, I should have known better. When I was in school, you open, if you don't understand a a word, what do your teacher tell you? Look Mm -hmm. it up. Webster was our friend in school. Now we just take everybody's word for face Mm -hmm. value. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we take it as adults. Why? Because we're, we forget that we, if we're traumatized when we're little, guess what we're going to do? We're going to act like mm-hmm. that. If I would, if I healed myself and grew myself, my, my inner child up, my inner child would have probably been the same age as me. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, let me look that word up before you do anything mm-hmm. to me. You ordain me. Let me get this book in like, me. oh, yeah, no, that's not for me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would, you would have known, but because our child is still at that stage, it's inside. We want to, we want, that child is acting, mm-hmm. is alive, mm-hmm. alive in us, begging for information, begging for a change, begging for attention. And when we get it, guess what? We get yeah. it. It's not as an adult, but as a child. Right. Wow. 
Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's just, I love, I I feel like you, you explain things in a way from the stuckness to this, to all of this in a way that's very relatable, very relatable. Like I can understand, okay, there was this little Jill who had whatever needs and desires, and maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. those weren't met or people suffer from traumas in their childhood. And then it's like the growth is stunted. There's like a part of me that has stunted growth. And that little part of me can be like, come out like a maniac. And like you said, you know, start having a tantrum as a full grown adult. (laughs) Or or also, you know, having a lot of fears, being afraid to step out. Like you're talking about people making career shifts or, you know, working in their purpose, that takes courage. And if you haven't fully given the attention of your inner child, Mm -hmm. there may be fears Mm -hmm. or like we were talking about earlier, these stories that keep playing and that's going to slow us down. That's going to stop us. It's going to make us unhappy. So Mm -hmm. I I love the way you just, I love the way you explain it. So, um, yeah, no, this is amazing. I love this. Years of experience. (laughs) Years of (laughs) years of that let me just tell you and you know I use my life a lot Mm -hmm. because you know I've been through it you know and I know what it feels like and and it's important to get it because you know I always tell my friends I you know I I have friends like you and you know and doctors and and, and they talk sometimes they they talk to me in their their industry language and I was like wait a minute hold up not a doctor yet but could you speak to me in pure clear practical you know, mm-hmm. terms, because I need to understand it. And I think that's my, that's another portion of it. You're yearning for understanding. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we stand in, in places or spaces that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And instead of asking and say, hey, you know, what is it that I don't understand that? The adult takes over because our egos on this. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, no, you better not ask because you're going to think you're mm-hmm. stupid, Right. What your child is scratching at, and then you all you wonder why your eye is twitching. <laughs> like you're, you're sitting there going, "Wonder why all these? Why am I?" At the, your little child is inside saying, "So no, ask, ask them what it really means because I want to uh-huh. know." And you're twitching, and you you know you're getting triggered. It's your little child saying, "No, get that answer, no. get the answer." But we don't, we don't, we don't do it. The adult part of us, no, the ego, uh-huh. no. I'm gonna pretend I know what a, a sacroiliac is. I'm gonna pretend, mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm at home thinking, oh my god, what is a sacroiliac? I should have said this. I should, and you then you start regretting. Then mm-hmm. all that stuff you start go, keep going over. Have you ever done that? You went somewhere and you said, I should have said, oh this. yeah, I should have did this. I I should have did, and you beat yourself to bits. You're literally taking a hammer, going boom, every finger. Boom, I should have. Boom, I should You keep doing over and over when it was just so easy to listen to that little twitch that's going on. You know, what, what's, what's the answer to that? What's the answer? I don't understand that. I want to stop twitching right now. What? I don't understand that. Could you explain that to me? Adults have the uncanny ability not to ask yeah. about. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the things that was tied into your whole description there is that twitching is there is always a physical manifestation of our discomfort. Oh yeah. And we (laughs) ignore that. Right. So, you know, the heart is racing or, you know, your hands are shaking and you just try to ignore it and 
it doesn't help. Eventually, no. it comes and out. And it's your child inside of you. Just yeah, and it's your child saying, "Come on, I I want to know the answer." Because mm-hmm. you never, when you ask, when you really open up and allow growth to happen. Because see, we want growth, mm-hmm. but we don't allow it. There's two steps to that. You want it, right? You ask for it, right? And you allow, right? You you can't. You got to allow for it. Yes. If you don't, yeah, I want to know something, but I don't want to know it from her. Right. Or him. Yeah. Who said you did? You got to. You can't be picking where where the information comes from. As long as it's, it's coming to you, you can't pick who it is. Yeah. You can't pick out the universe like decides to show it to you, and that's nothing but ego. Again, mm-hmm. it's not the, ego affects everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Ego kills everyone around you. When you're confident and you're clear and you're concise and you're in your purpose. It blesses everyone around mm. you. Ego does not do that. Yeah. It kills you first and kills everybody that has anything to do with you. Yeah. You know, that, and that's what I learned. I learned that, you know, because you ha- always have to ask, why am I doing that? Why did I pick this book up today? Am I trying to cute at the library and just like take a book? <laughs> no, I'm not going to read it, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to be cute. You know, why am I doing certain things? You, yes. know, you, you really have to delve in as an adult. And I mean, inner work is hard. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's hard, but it's thinking worth it. Yeah. You know, and we do it every day. You know, and I know for me, I have to always check myself. Okay. And you're playing in your head. See, in order to change, you have to have a different player in, your, in this side of your brain. Say, hey, okay, and then you shouldn't act it like that. You know, go back and apologize. You know, excuse me, I apologize for that situation. Um, I just wasn't having a good day. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I was, yeah, you opened the door for me and I didn't say thank you. You know, something like anything. You have to start making those corrections because mm-hmm. you know how you behave. Don't get it twisted. You ain't got to ask a therapist how you act, how you behave. You ain't got to ask your mother. You know exactly how you behave. And yeah. it's not good. It's not. It doesn't look pretty. Yeah. It does not look pretty. It's funny because I, I thought about that for a while, too. I even made a little podcast episode about it, how, like, if you want to yeah. know what is important to you in your life, look at your mm-hmm. life. If you want to know what your unconscious beliefs are, like those unconscious, you know, the, the movie that's, that's right. playing in the background, look just life. look at your life. That's you don't right. have to go ask somebody. You can tell right away what your priorities are. Yep. And deep yep. down, deep down, your priority may be your children. But yeah. those, uh, like you said, those egos might be getting in the way. And now you're too busy mm-hmm. to spend time with your children. So yep. it's multi-layered, but ultimately what you believe inside that story Mm-hmm. is going to show up in your life. So you don't yeah. need to have, yeah. you know, I went to, I've been to a couple of these retreats where they have like mm-hmm. people who like say, well, we're going to figure out your unconscious by drawing pictures. And I'm like, right. I don't need to draw a picture. It's right here. I am. The it's picture. right here. Yep, I am the picture. You know, I mean, I, and, and there's a lot of good stuff I think I've created in my life, having that knowledge choosing mm-hmm. the things that are important to me, deliberately mm-hmm. making that conscious choice. And that's how yeah. you create a yeah. wonderful life. Absolutely. You know? Deliberately creating it. Yeah. Deliberately making those things happen. Yes. You know, it's not about anybody on the outside. It's, deli- I mean, it's really, that's what it is. When I was talking about me having another set of words to say to counting, yeah. that's deliberate. Right. That's deliberate. Yes. 
deliberate. I'm not going to hurt anybody. Deliberate when I wake up in the morning, it's going to be a great day. Deliberately saying, I'm not going to be turned by this. It's not going to upset me. You know, I'm going to handle it, find a solution and move on. I'm not going to say shoulda, woulda, coulda. That's out of my vocabulary Mm -hmm. now. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. I said what I said, and it was at the time I needed to right. say it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not going to beat myself up. You cannot abuse yourself and expect that you're going to show up in the world correctly. Mm-hmm. You can dress up. You can dress up. You can put things on the outside of you. You can do all of that. But at the end of the day, we're energy. And your energy meets people before your makeup does. Right. Yeah. It meets them. I it love meets that. Them. So there they go. They already know something's going on with you. They already know. Right. You ain't got to tell them a word. They already know. Yeah. Woo! Edna, <laughs> you have some wisdom. <laughs> Damn. Is it okay if I curse a little? Damn. <laughs> people, people listening to the podcast were like, oh, my ears, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> I I can't what you just said you cannot abuse yourself and expect to show up in the world like you would like to like you you're dreaming that you should you could. Yeah. That yeah. is so incredibly spot on and so many of the things that you said today are just like wowisms like seriously <laughs> Edna. This this has been amazing. But I think That's we great. should probably Thanks. I know you probably have other things to do in your day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you sync up with somebody that you really, you know, have a great simpatico with, time just goes yes. and it's just fun. Yes. It's just fun and it's and it's empowering to both of us. Yes. So that's what I, I call it co-creation. 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 That's right. That's, right. We're that's just, all it is. We're just, you know, and it's that energy, you know, that vibe, like you said. Right. But it doesn't come for you from you or me being perfect and having just a perfect life. It comes from that nope. inner desire and that commitment to live l- the life that we desire. Yeah. And it takes attention and consciousness. It comes from us being in hell. It takes us from being in hell to realize we don't want to live there no more. <laughs> we went to hell. We don't like it. We're, we're, we're not dealing that no more. Okay. It's done. It's over. Yes. Happiness all the way. Yes. And to all, to everybody. I want that for everybody. And I think you do too. And that's why yes. you do the work you do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Well, it's, been jo- it's been really enjoyable. I, I thank you for um, just like, it's been really great. Yes. Really great. We've been trying to get together for a while now, but now we're together. Yes. Likewise, <laughs> likewise. I feel the same way. Yes. Thank you, yes. Edna. Thank you. So wasn't that amazing? I mean, wasn't it just awesome? Edna is just, she's a phenomenal person. And if you want to get to know her more, there are a couple of different ways you can do that. First of all, you can visit her on LinkedIn and we'll put that link in the show notes and also her YouTube channel. So Edna is an author. She is a high paid facilitator. I love that. Like she's high paid. Yes. Ask for that and get that right. She is a podcaster. She is a coach as, as you gathered from the episode, a life purpose coach. And she helps black women and women of color get unstuck to take their next steps for a profitable life, career, or business. So you can schedule a free session with her. Check that out. That link is on LinkedIn. 
And also her YouTube channel looks so cool. It's called Keeping It Real with Edna. And she has a bunch of really cool videos there. She's got a challenge. She's got a lot of stuff about motivation and affirmations and empowerment. Racial gaslighting is real. All kinds of cool looking videos. Really, you're going to really enjoy her YouTube channel. And so thank you so much for listening today and learning about Edna. And please, I encourage you to follow her and, you know, get some more of that Edna magic that we have going on here. And of course, I invite you also to check out our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. W-Y-N stands for with your nature. So we are committed to helping women lose weight in a way that's pleasurable, in a way that's sustainable, in a way that is based in love, in the foundation of love instead of fear and all that stuff that the dieting industry tells us we have to feel like we're not good enough, we're not enough just as we are. So that we're creating a totally different context for healthy, sustainable weight loss and wellness. So check out our website, blogs, lots of blog posts there. And if you are so inclined, check out the Love Challenge. That is a free challenge that we have going on right now. And we will put the link in the show notes for you for all of those things. So check it out. Have have some fun exploring Edna and also our stuff. And thank you so much for listening.